You're listening to the Laugh Factory Podcast Network. For more shows, visit the podcast page at laughfactory.com. It's the after laugh, after laugh. Welcome to the after laugh, after laugh, after laugh. <laughs> after laugh, man. <laughs> Go ahead, pull up a chair. Zowzers. I'll never get tired of that. Welcome to the After Laugh Pre Laugh. Uh, I'm here with Tommy Wakefield. Hi, Tommy. How are you doing? Hey. Good to hey, be here. Hey. Good to be here. Um, so, this episode is, I guess it's kind of like a throwback episode. This is probably for the first <laughs> couple months of us doing the podcast. And I want to start by saying I'm a fan of this comic, I'm a fan of Kirk Fox. Um, I didn't really know him well. I'd met him a couple times before. Um, and he has this kind of sort of guru-esque Buddhist, Buddha type of He's got a zen, vibe. zen vibe and reputation in Hollywood. I've heard kind of cool stories about him in that regard. Like an ethereal wisdom of sorts. Yeah. You know? and he, he, I don't he, know if it's a character or if it's genuine, yeah. but he does. He, 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 he does. He's like tall and according to the podcast, he's got a big dick. So I don't know. He just has this presence <laughs> about him. Uh, so... He uh, so I wanted to have him on, and I could tell right away that he was pretty circumspect about me and maybe about the podcast. There's also a very beautiful young lady, Emily Hagen, who was yes. there at the podcast. So the resulting podcast is sort of a performance art piece, kind of. He's basically fucking with me for the entire podcast. Is that how you describe it, Tommy? It's almost like uh, he answers every question with a question. Yeah, he's kind of like doing this. Socratic uh, method Yoda mm-hmm. routine. I found it funny in the, at the moment. Because I'm uh, looking like an asshole and he's totally <laughs> alpha dog pissing on my leg and I appreciate it and, and both Tommy and Emily during this is a while ago they're both looking at Kirk like wow master teach us more and they're just <laughs> He's just dumping on my head. And um, it was, it was um, and it was funny because I will say afterwards you know and it was cool and he, he I think he saw that I Took it with a grain of salt. I was yeah. a good sport about. Oh, it. He was like, you were, you were very. And gracious. he was like, "We should." He's like, "Hey, look, man, you know, I was kind of fuck with you. We could do it again. We can." He said, like, "You should do some research about. It. We could talk about martial arts." So I was debating about whether to release this for a long time. Mm. Um, I don't know if Kirk is going to promote this or not. I think it's interesting. It's funny. You still get a glimpse into into Kirk, and he says some really kind of awesome, profound, and funny shit. Um, but it's definitely unlike any of the other podcasts in terms of <laughs> yeah. he doesn't like crack open and talk about his childhood or no. uh, you know. But it's interesting. It's cool. I think it deserves deserves a listen to. And definitely, if you don't like me, you'll love this podcast. You'll love this. <laughs> you'll love this episode if you think I'm a pretentious piece of shit. Just watch me get taken down a peg. Anyway, but that's it. This is Kirk Fox. Enjoy. Bye bye. Rolling live. Hey guys, it's Bill Dawes. Welcome to the Afterlaugh. We have a, a comic here tonight who I, I don't know that well, but I've always been really intrigued by you, and I've always heard great things about you, and I love your comedy. You've been intrigued. Well, I'll tell you why I've been intrigued. This is actually uh, Kirk Fox. Before, uh, yeah, it doesn't, the name doesn't matter. <laughs> what is the name really? It's nothing. I've, I've had. It's s- the voice that they're listening to. You do have a good voice, by the way. I mean, it's just a voice, but even if it was shit, yeah, they'd still listen. There are several people. If they're in the, into your podcast. Yeah. There are several people who regard you, Kirk, as kind of like the Buddha of the L.A. comedy scene. Like yeah, I've had people. Who, I, I, I've uh, never heard that, but that's exciting. No, but people. I, you're, I literally, you're the one sitting cross-legged. I know. I got to admit. But but it was really because people, people. You told me this story once. I think it was you or someone told me this story. It was when Dane became very, very famous. And you were on a hike with him or something. Maybe this is apocryphal or something. Not and me. you were like, hey, Dane, what you're looking for, it's not out there. I think Dane actually told me that, that you told him that. Are you saying that's now just sort of that's, urban? That sounds like something I would <laughs> would have said. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't know what the context yeah. was. Now, one of the things I like about you, Kirk. But is, I've seen Dane on, on some hikes. Yeah, so maybe you said that. Because I think he told me that one time. And I remember going like, and then someone else told me. I know I would never... Bre- yeah, breach the confidence. Yeah, of a of a hike. <laughs> Something was told, it Runyon Canyon? That. You can't you can't breach that the Runyon well, Canyon. Well, I hike. think it. If I was hiking, that's probably. <laughs> I, I used to run into Dane on those hikes. Yeah, yeah, but there wasn't much talking. <laughs> Paths just crossing. Now, uh, 
Are you a spiritual person? Do you consider yourself like religious or spiritual? If ever, just a man, <laughs> just a man, just a man trying to love, trying to lean in. See, we get the, we get the Buddha right. We get the Buddha already. Yeah, I love it. Trying to nudge nudge the world toward the light. <laughs> I don't know if that makes me spiritual. That sounds pretty spiritual to me. And where are you from originally, Kirk? San Diego, I think, is where it started. Your life or your stand-up career? Well, my stand-up career hasn't started. <laughs> but I, I believe I was born in San Diego. Yeah, yeah. But I was young then. <laughs> you so were young. How do you know, really? Yeah. That's you, what they told me. I grew up there. Now you, but did, was I born there? Yeah, who knows? Who knows? Did you... um? Did you always want to be a comic? Because you're like a. I still don't want to be a. Comic. Yeah, because you said you want to be a cop. I've heard you well, talk I, about the fact I, that you want to be a cop. I still would prefer law enforcement. <laughs> <laughs> is that a serious thing? Or is that just part of the act that you that you know? Nothing's an act. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Have you? Because I think you. Do you want to know if I? I think you literally said that you actually tried. You applied to be in law enforcement at one point. Uh, I started the pursuit. The process to be yeah. to be an FBI agent. Really, but I I lost interest. Yeah, but I would have been a good FBI agent. What made you lose interest? Just life in general. Yeah, I mean I almost didn't show up here <laughs> when I couldn't find a parking spot. <laughs> I know I saw you, you poked in. You're like fuck this, and you left. I even yelled your name twice. Oh, you, I heard someone. I didn't know. That. I'm sorry. And then I went to the other parking lot, and there was nothing. And you're I like, knew this we were supposed sign. to start at 10, and it became 10.15, and yeah. well, why am I still here and not talking? <laughs> That's a good point. I apologize. Um, but, but to answer your question, I, I think law enforcement is probably where I belong. Now I, I can't tell if you're fucking with me, but that's my, your problem if you can't tell. I mean, <laughs> that's that's a good point. I agree. That's why I, I would be a good cop, but <laughs> I'd be a, I'd be a good cop. I'd do some some cop activities. <laughs> Why do you think you'd be a good cop? Just because I know when people are lying and uh-huh. I have some dark tendencies, so I would <laughs> be able to find out what someone has done <laughs> because I would have done it also. Yeah, yeah. And when uh, <laughs> you really got me back on my toes, was it kind of like back of my heels? Well, it could be that you've had two shots and you're yeah. also sitting cross-legged so you yeah. have no balance i think i feel like i'm i'm, I'm on my sits bones i've very very so l- let's 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 get to the, let's get like really like for real here planet earth well, you were a human since, being you were a baby since i've gotten here <laughs> yeah. I've, i have been real i know so you can you can say i'm going to try <laughs> okay. because i have been yeah so i'm going to try okay so let's just get because i want to know a little bit about you because i don't know much about you which and you've always been like a very funny comic and you're doing really well what do you want to know kid well i want to know like i want to know how it started for you because for for me like you you strike me as like a dude you're like a guy you have very like dude sensibilities what does that mean it it means that you're not like you didn't come you, you don't seem wacky to me and you don't seem someone who kind of uh Came from it from hold, a performance. You want to hold for sound? Or are you okay? No, actually, you can't really you can't really hear the the helicopter. But uh, a lot of people, I feel like they come from like performance backgrounds, and like you're like a guy who can show up on stage, and you can be from anywhere. So there's something very like intriguing. Are we to be- all from from anywhere? I guess so. But like I'm from acting school. You know what I mean? I was like a theater yeah, guy. But you should try and forget all that. I agree. I should. And just find out who you really are. Yeah. Damn man, who's just got find, the weed? Just, just find out what school you're from. Yeah, I agree. acting schools. I feel like we're interviewing Socrates over here. I know, I love it. I love well, you're it. Not. I might start crying. You're just, no, I'm, you're, I'm you're hanging out watching. with him though. Yeah, why don't you help me out a little bit, Tommy? Jesus I'll Christ, I'll do my best. I'm just mind blown over here. So uh, it's I, easy. That there's a beautiful woman by the fire. Wow. She it, said she was going to sober up, and instead she's had another. <laughs> she's had another one. She watched you for five minutes and was like, I'm going to settle in. That's, yeah. That's, Kirk, what that, is your, that's the cop. What is your effect over women? What's it about? I what just, do you, expi- I how do you explain I disarm them because <laughs> they just get so bored they want to know why. <laughs> and then they're in bed. <laughs> they're in bed. Resting. <laughs> Resting as you massage them gently. No. No. Not gonna rub them. No, you have a you have a, a, a <laughs> Not really in this day and age. 
I was doing a podcast you with- just sit back. Yeah, I was in a podcast with three women. so you never have to take your own dick out. <laughs> I, Amen. You never, as long as you never have to take your own, that's actually a great philosophy. As long as you never have to, out. someone else takes your dick out. As long as you just never take it out. Yeah. You let them know it's available. <laughs> if they you want some dick, you tell them- I wish yeah. you could see this, but yeah. <laughs> you don't ever take it out. Yeah, that's a good philosophy. I'm here to educate. Yeah, I get that. Now, when did you get started in stand-up comedy? When was that your... Uh... Uh, November 10th, 2002, I went on stage uh-huh. for the first time. As an open mic? Yeah. Yeah. And what at made the, you get on stage? At the comedy store? Yeah. And you were... Uh, you what were, made me want, what want made, to do that? I, yeah, I'm I just curious. needed something to do at yeah. night. What were you doing the other day? You had a job or... No, I've never had a job. I was a tennis pro. You were a tennis pro. So I was just playing tennis and chasing girls and like doing, doing Michael nothing. Costa. Similar. Yeah. How, how long are you a tennis pro? That's really fascinating. I've been a, playing tennis my whole life. Yeah. Yeah. But when I came to town, that's that's what I was doing. You were like teaching like the ladies who lunch how to play tennis and just, just kind teaching of teaching like, whoever. Yeah. Had enough money to pay me. Yeah. <laughs> Every acting job I've ever gotten was through tennis. Are you serious? Yeah. Tennis is my agent. <laughs> so how would that be? So that, that you'd coach like a producer or a director? I mean, I, like- I, had, I, my talk show I got because I was playing tennis with Dr. Phil a few times a week. Are you serious? Yeah. I remember your talk show. Tell people what your talk show is about. I have to tell people what yeah, my talk show is about? Yeah, because it's not around anymore, right? I'm sure they could find it. Yeah, what was it called? It was called the test, uh-huh. lie detector DNA drug test. Oh wow! What I did is I was the host, uh-huh. and I helped people uh, find out the truth with uh- lie detectors, relationships, drugs, all real people. Yeah, all real. We people. did 150 episodes. Holy shit! But we shot on Dr. Phil's stage during his hiatus. And uh-huh. His son. Jay McGraw was the executive producer, uh-huh. but that all came from tennis. Yeah. Every job I've ever gotten, tennis. So I want to hear more about this uh, this show that you did. So where you were the host, were you actually uh, sort of as a psychiatrist for these people and trying to help them figure out their situations, or were you just kind of guiding them through the lie detector test? Or I was just a man listening uh-huh. and giving them my advice and trying to uh, nudge them to the light. Yeah. I was just a talk show host. Yeah. I was like Jerry and Maury and... And this is really intense stuff. It wasn't like scripted or bullshit. it wasn't what I wanted to be doing. No? (laughs) Just, I may have sold out for the money. (laughs) I preferred doing nothing. Yeah. (laughs) But did you feel that you were helping people? Well, I'd like to think I was helping them. Yeah. But I ended some marriages and ended a lot of relationships, so... Wow. I guess we're basing that on, on the lie detector. Was there, any, uh, was there anything that happened during that show that really stuck with you, like uh, some, some situation that came in that really kind of like haunted you? Or? Nothing. Nothing really? Nothing will haunt me. Yeah. It just is what it is. Yeah. Was it's there... all the same. Good news, bad news, happiness, sadness. It's all what you want it to be. Yeah. It's not going to haunt me. Yeah. Was there anything that kind of just stuck with you, at least in terms of like uh, you tinnitus? My my ears <laughs> my ears are ringing right now. Are they? And they have been since the show. Are you serious? So I I came out of that with tinnitus. Why do you think that happened? I know a lot of people have tinnitus. It's pretty intense. There may have been a lot of yelling. Oh, okay. I may have had a neck injury, maybe yeah. an earpiece, or maybe I'd a- always had it, but I just became aware of it. Yeah. All I know is that. My ears are ringing right now. Really? But I, I like to pretend it's because people are talking about me. <laughs> yeah. And so 2002, you did the Comedy Store. Um, how'd that first set go for you? Do you remember your jokes from it? I was, uh, I was trying to be... I was Jesus' brother, James. Oh, you were a character. Yeah, and that was, that was trouble. <laughs> All my jokes were based on being Jesus's brother. Oh my God, that's great! Do you remember any of them? No, but they were they were great. They were good jokes. You'd spent but, some but time they, writing them. But it it would have been better if I 
wasn't pretending to be James. Yeah. If I had just said, imagine Jesus's brother, James. <laughs> but instead, I was pretending I was James. Yeah. And then at the end, I said, this was funny or this morning in front of the mirror. <laughs> yeah. And they laughed at that. Yeah. And nothing else. Oh, wow. So then I understood. You understand there's something authentic about that. I understood comedy. You have to at least be honest. Yeah. And when you or at were... least have a seed of truth mm. and water it with your imagination. Yeah. <laughs> and so when you were Jesus' brother, did you have like long hair? Was there like a well, thing I kind of looked like Jesus' brother then. Yeah. <laughs> I had longer hair. Yeah. Bigger beard. Yeah. And you did that one time. And after that, you were like, no, I'm going to be Kirk. Well, it took a while to become me. Yeah. Did you stick with that character for a bit or no? No, but you you find out early that I was a good writer, but yeah. the delivery was a little clunky. Yeah. And when did you... Ideally, you'd like to be seamless. Of course. I mean, ideally, you'd want to be having this conversation and then say just a second and then you go on stage and be the exact... Exact. Exactly. Yeah. I try not to do too much heavy lifting. What do you mean by that? I just... I'd like my jokes to be like a Porsche, like uh -huh. I'm selling Porsches yeah. instead of a Kia or a Saturn. <laughs> yeah. When, when guys are selling Porsches, they don't have to work too hard. Yeah. If you don't want it, the next guy will yeah. pick up that 911. And do you so I'm just trying to write good jokes and just hand them off on a pillow. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense, actually. Uh, was there... It's not always working, but it's okay. Yeah. As long as you don't really need the laughter yeah you'll get it but if you're trying to get the laughter there's going to be trouble i know i i do that way too much yeah you chase it yeah <laughs> we had an interaction at one point um we did we tried yeah we probably didn't remember it was after I'm sure we, i remember we auditioned for the first for montreal at the same time at the laugh factory i've Just never auditioned for montreal well we were on a, a set and montreal people were scouts were there for yeah i've it. never uh, and I remember never, I asked you I've about it, and you were like, you were like, you said that you were like, you know, you you know, it's a fucking joke that they've never asked me to be in Montreal. And it I, did I don't think I, I don't think I would say that. Or you said something like, I would never say it's a, maybe not effing joke, but you said it's. it's I would never say it, it wouldn't bother me. It wouldn't bother you. So no. I, so. So there's what about the? It doesn't matter. Really, and you've I, always I mean, felt that way. This yeah. is like. Seven, eight years ago. Yeah. It's... Clearly, if I wanted to go to Montreal, I, I could yeah, have found yeah. a way. Yeah, does, sure. does anything matter? I won the Aspen Comedy Festival. Yeah. So I, cool. I'm sure I could have gone to Montreal. Yeah. Um, Are they supposed to ask you? I don't know. I've never been. I've never <laughs> gone. Yeah. Maybe you said it was a fucking joke. No, no. I remember that because I looked up to you and you were like, you're like, look, man, I've, I've, They've never brought me, and it's kind of ridiculous at this point. And I remember going like, "Wow!" But I, but I don't think I would, I would never be phased by it. Yeah. Because I'm still not. I still haven't gone. Yeah. But it could be that I'm just not funny enough. No. Or I'm, not. Or not. I'm just not. Yeah. Too zen for them. <laughs> I'm not zen. I'm just clearly not a fit. Yeah. Hmm. So what do you think? Um, because you're doing really well. You're well, working am I all the doing, clubs. What does that mean? I, I, to me, it's you are all the clubs in LA. You have a big social media. I know social I don't media. Have, I'm big. not. No. You have me mistaken. What's <laughs> no, it? What's what's doing well? Well, if you work at the three major clubs in LA, and you have. Uh, Do you have an agent? And I, I see Do you. Have an agent? I see you on you TV an or film. Uh, I don't know. Okay, I don't either. Yeah. Do you think you're doing well? No. Well, good. Then we're both not doing well. <laughs> but but I'm I'm happy in terms of like the business. I don't I don't feel like it's I, I don't feel like I'm connecting on some level. But um, is it something that you think about, like the business in relation to your stamp comedy, I or is it a different thing? Think about the business. No, obviously. What do you mean, obviously? Or I'd have an agent, or I'd be going to Montreal. I I don't. None of it. I'm just here. Yeah, but you're not still teaching tennis though are you no but i'd like to i should yeah but you're making enough money that you have a sweet freaking audi that you couldn't find parking for so it's that's pretty good you know that's an older audi <laughs> <laughs> and maybe i have made money 
but it doesn't necessarily have to be from the business. Yeah. I mean, I'm doing great because I'm happy. Yeah. But that has nothing to do about entertainment business. Have you have you always been happy or did you find happiness at some point? I've always needed nothing. (laughs) Yeah. And I, I still don't. And what do you attribute that to? Is that something that you grew up with or something that, because that's very, you got to admit, in this town in particular, it's, it's a different type of kind of energy that most people exude. Most people are very desperate. And I think that's why people are like, this guy's like the Buddha of comedy. Because so many people are desperate. Who says I'm the Buddha of comedy? I said it. Okay. Emily said if it. She Tommy said, said it. it. I said it. Yeah. Three other hot chicks said it. I'll take it. <laughs> I'm not going to argue with beauty. Yeah, you can't argue with beauty. Thank you, Emily. Um, Thank you, Emily. So wait. So, and you have a you have a kid now, right? Do you have a child? I do have a little human being. Yeah. That must have been a huge change in your life, obviously. I mean, it gave me consequences. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you can't just off yourself because now you have responsibilities. Well, I, I would never. There's, there's too much out there yeah. to off myself. <laughs> Killing yourself is a pretty drastic step. Yeah, yeah. Most people regret it. <laughs> Everyone that's survived that's true. suicide attempts, they all regret it. Yeah, the the one about the bridge, the people jumping off the, like the the Golden Gate Bridge. And, it's not just the bridge, yeah. just any attempt. Yeah, they regret it in the midst of it. Yeah, for sure. Whether it's a jump, whether they're hanging themselves, or they come back from life or something. Yeah, yeah. You just realize that it hurts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and how old is your child right now? I think she's six months. Wow. This is brand new. Have you, do you feel like you've processed what it, what it means? Does it change your act yet? Do you incorporate it into your Change stand? my what? Your, I'm sorry. I shouldn't say act. Has it changed your, <laughs> your stage comedy craft? What can I say? Not your act. Has it changed what you talk about on stage? All you could say is, has it changed you? Well, of course. Has it changed you? <laughs> well, then that's the question. Okay. Good one. I got it. I got it. I'm learning, master. <laughs> so how, how has it changed you, would you say? Do you have a perspective on it? Well, I look forward to seeing her. Yeah. I like it when she smiles. It, it's fun to care about somebody. Yeah. It's fun to finally love something. Do you feel like before your daughter, you don't feel like you've truly loved someone? I didn't really love until I had this baby. Yeah. I was pretty selfish. Sure. I, I still am. Yeah. But now that I have a, a little lady, I, I have to share a little bit of me. Uh-huh. And you feel, an, you must feel a big obligation as, I'm, I'm, I don't know if you're married or in your relationship with the mother. Or... There's a mother. There's yeah. A, <laughs> there's a wife. Well, because I have I have a, a daughter from a woman from a one night stand, so I never had a relationship. So I don't know what your situation is. You have a wife, and you're married, and you have a child. Yeah, it must have changed your how you perceive her as a person no. too. No, no, no. But you have this child, and you feel like you've experienced love. So it's changed you. And when you go on stage, how does it manifest itself? Well, you have to do better. You have to do better in terms of your integrity as a person or in terms of no, the finances you, you that you just, make from it. You just have to, you have to create an income. Yeah. And this child's magic. Yeah. So uh, I have to work a little harder. Yeah. So it's just she had She was born with amniotic band syndrome. I don't know what that is, yeah. It's where there's a little tear in the amniotic sac uh-huh. of the mother. And these little amniotic bands come out that are like snakes. And they, they wrapped around the tips of her fingers on her right hand and sealed them up. Oh, wow. So a month ago, we had to open those. Wow. So she's been in casts. Yeah. And on her left hand, she had one on, this fi- on one finger. And so we had to open that up also. But wow. these amniotic bands are, are tricky. Yeah, what do you they, mean? They, well, they usually kill the baby. Wow, I've never heard or of this. Or take off a limb. Yeah. And does she have full use of her hands now? She will. Yeah. Her, her, she might have some short fingers. Yeah. Save money on <laughs> manis. 
<laughs> yeah. But they're all there. Yeah. And uh, my friend is the best hand surgeon in the world. Wow, you're lucky that you have a friend who's... So I, I called him right when the baby came out. Yeah, because you knew right away. Did you know coming well, in... I, I saw that, you know, all they, all they ever say is, hey, man, as long as she's got 10 toes and 10 fingers. <laughs> and I was like, fuck, <laughs> close, <laughs> pretty close, you know. She's got them all, but four of them are hooked. Yeah, yeah. But she would have been a great swimmer if I didn't <laughs> if I didn't open them up. Yeah, that's true. But is this something that they because they have the, the twenty weeks test where they do the and they go, hey, there's no, something you couldn't see it. You couldn't see it. But that's what she looks like. Wait, Emily. Emily, look at beauty. Oh my god. She's magic. She's magic. If, if if are you on Instagram? Yeah. Go to Kirk Fox. Yeah, but Nice. <laughs> but Kirk Fox I know, I like that. But you'll see in in the story you'll see how magic she is. Yeah. But she's good. It's fun. Yeah. So the moment when she was able to move her fingers it was been pretty Well, we just took the cast off. Wow. The second cast today. And she moved her fingers. It must well, have been a pretty... She'll, she'll get used to them. She's yeah. been in two casts for a month. Wow. Yeah. I like that pose. I know. But the oh, next wow. one you'll like. That one's really good. <laughs> but look at the next story. You'll, you'll watch this face. By it's... the way, by the way, Kirk, Emily was Miss Baby L.A., which yeah, is, how could she not be? Brown yeah. But we were talking about, did you know that Miss Baby LA was a thing? It feels like very odd. Can I, should I enter her? <laughs> <laughs> Miss Baby LA? <laughs> well, congratulations. <laughs> Do you still have your crown? Somewhere in the closet. <laughs> um,. So how has how has it affected you on stage? And other than like you have to work harder, the jokes are the, are, are are similar. Well, when I say work harder, it's just like oh, I have to make an effort. Yeah. Like I'm here tonight, where I would never be here. Because you're like this podcast can no, maybe. No, I just to... said you know I have to get out in the world. Yeah. There's no growth in isolation. For sure. So get out there and say hi to the world. Yeah. People always wonder about me. Yeah. So here I can say, hey, man, here I am. Do you I'm, feel still, like, I'm still alive. Yeah. And do you feel before the child you were a little bit more isolated of as course. a person? Yeah. I wouldn't do shit. <laughs> Why should I? You would? But were you at the clubs every night? Was that no, like your life? No, com comedy store a few nights a week. Yeah. I don't want to do anything. Yeah. <laughs> I still don't. <laughs> so, How did you end up coming through the ranks at the comedy store? I just was funny pretty quick out of the gate. Mm. Yeah. I'd written a movie with Polly called Polly Shore's Dead. Oh yeah, I remember. So that, that got me some stage time in the beginning, but I just went there every night and I I could get laughs. Mm. Yeah. But I was there this was in 2002. Yeah. It's only been sold out for the last 2 or 3 years. Yeah. So back then there was 10 people in the audience and if there were 30, that was a great night. But I was going up every night late and still doing my jokes and mm -hmm. just being, just having fun. I started comedy late. I was 33. Wow. And what were, before that, you were just a tennis pro? Was there just another? Teaching tennis, chasing pussy, fuck it. Yeah. In LA. Wherever. I would travel the world. <laughs> Wherever pussy was. Green eyes, big cock, I'm traveling the world. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that was my life. Yeah. And did you have, was there a goal attached to that? You're like, I'm there's just going to have there's fun. There's still no goal. No. Was there a goal <laughs> attached to what? Getting laid? Well, I don't know. That was the goal. You just... <laughs> <laughs> All right. Are Mar you just lining up pods? Lining up. I got, you know, yeah. I like that. Yeah. Um, so then, then you started in comedy, and right away you knew this was what you wanted to do, no, or how soon? I, I just, I just, I still don't know. Yeah, and you're also an actor. Do you care about acting? Is acting a thing that you 
have interest just, or other than like I just want to be able to take deep breaths and relax and have a conversation and yeah I mean I was on the Connors last week that was fun and That's huge yeah I was on NCIS two weeks ago and I was on the Mick this year and Brooklyn Nine Nine and on yeah. Parks and Rec yeah you're everywhere Sewage Joe your favorite character Sewage <laughs> Joe who's Sue Who's Sue's show? Dude, the, Parks and Rec. The best part of Parks and Rec. <laughs> <laughs> Just the, the resident sex offender. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's always my. But, that's my lane. That's a good. That's a good uh, market corner for sure. Yeah. But I don't really have a lot of wants. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I golf and I play tennis and I have this little baby at home and I have a wife that works and she can go work and I'll stay home with the baby. Yeah. There's a house up in Laurel Canyon where I sleep, and there's always food there. <laughs> what do you do? And that's okay. So I feel like I can't really. Ask. So many people come in like this is this is a thing I want. This is a, and you just feel like you're pretty content. Well, living what your I life. want is just happiness. Yeah. Mm. When I go on stage, I'm just trying to make the room a better place. Yeah. So what do I want? You know, I I I want the masses to not suffer. Yeah. I mean, everyone else makes it about themselves, mm -hmm. but I want to make it about the world. Yeah. Dump the ego. Yeah. And, and how do you I, feel like you're in your stand in your stand up? Do you do you do that consciously, like around? When the I go world? on stage, I take a deep breath and I look out there, and I want to just make their make their night better, make their yeah. lives better. Yeah. And if 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 they laugh then i feel better and it gives me more strength and power to reach more people mm -hmm. if i do a podcast maybe someone will listen and yeah. look, look into who i am and learn something i just want to love man what yeah. what part of your wisdom do you think what you could you impart wisdom i don't know i'm getting the vibe <laughs> what is some random you know Unsignificant advice that you would feel well, would I, benefit the average person. Well, first of all, I wouldn't give advice if it was. Did you say insignificant? I just no pressure on it. Just something that you well, there's feel. There's no pressure is. on anything. What would you give? What advice would you give to a 24 year old new comic who's been open mics, moved from North Carolina a year ago, who wants I would say trust you're enough. Hmm. Treat. Three people like 3,000 and 3,000 like three. Love them. Be excited that you even have a chance to make the world a better place. Write constantly. Write good jokes. Take your, take your time. Just be funny. <laughs> and then realize that you can do it. Yeah. It's just comedy. If they don't laugh, that's okay. But know that they might be laughing right around the corner. Don't mm -hmm. bail out on your jokes. Don't be too locked into your jokes. Don't worry too much about the words. You know, the feelings are more important. You know, know why you're telling a joke. That's all. So what do you mean by know why you're telling a joke? Like just, what? Just know why you're there. Yeah. Why are you on stage? Mm. What does this joke mean to you? Why are you telling the joke? Is it funny to you? If it is, that's all that matters. And if they like you, they'll they'll like the joke. Most people aren't laughing at the jokes. They like the person. Yeah. So they're going on the ride with the person. Do you like yourself? <laughs> <laughs> that's a deep question. Maybe I'm starting to. Okay. I've been for a while. Good. I know that. I can tell you don't. <laughs> I can tell by your posture. That's all right. Now, th this... You, you must, know why you don't like yourself? Use the, Put the back of your mouth, Tommy. Uh, <laughs> no. I, I don't believe that. You hesitated because there's I, something about you that you don't like. And you have to f find out why you don't like it and then learn to love it. Yeah. Well, what is it? I don't know. I mean, I think maybe sometimes I fear that uh, I'm weird or that I'm not. If you're not weird, then you're weird. Yeah. 
So you have to just bask in who you are, breathe in that weirdness and just say, this is who I am. Yeah. And then it's no longer weird. It's just who you are. Damn. Why do you think you're weird? Uh, Your thoughts? Yeah, maybe my thoughts. Then put those thoughts on stage. Yeah. And then you'll be surprised at how many people can identify with you. And then you'll realize that we're all weird. Yeah. That that fear that you talk about, we're all scared. (laughs) Breathe it in. Breathe in your sadness. And then breathe it out with the goodness that's in you. You're a good guy. You're trying not to hurt people. You just hurt yourself by being depressed. (laughs) Just climb out of it. Yeah. Just look at yourself in the mirror and say, all right, I'm okay. Fuck it. Could be worse. True that. Yeah. You could have been born with your fingers hooked together. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You know, one thing that Tommy's talking about something a lot of comics talked about was the open mic circuit can be very negative and a lot of trolling. And I think it's hard for some people to kind of get get past that and to fight through people just heckling or shitting on them or telling them they're not funny and all that stuff. And you just, you just, I know what you're doing. First of all, (laughs) you know. You want this to come back to comedy and you want it to be educational for the open mic. <laughs> but, but, and that's nice. So you, you wanted this to get to a, something where open mics, whatever you want it to be. It's a mic. Yeah. It's people. There doesn't need to be a label there. You just get up there and you talk. And if you connect with the room, they're not going to troll you. You just can't make it about the laughter. You just have to be honest. No one's going to fuck with you if you're being truthful. Yeah. They're going to listen. I do open mics still. Really? Yeah. I love it. Yeah. I just go in there and I do a few minutes and I just try and connect with the room. Yeah. And people listen because I respect the room. If you if you watch open mics, the people that are trolling or that's what they do. Yeah. But they're not going to troll you if you're funny and if you're honest and you're being sincere. Because then the rest of the room will say, "Shut the fuck up." Yeah. Listen. Did you? I mean, I've turned a, a whole room around. Sure. And then the next hour, everyone listened. And comedy's hard. It's hard to get up there. Yeah. But you have to do it. It's important. World needs it. They need this, sitting around a fire. But this has been happening for thousands of years, just without the mic. You know, there's five people here. We could have had this conversation a thousand years ago. Yeah. And then one of us would go for a walk and say, shit, man, last night was crazy. We, we had a good talk. What'd you talk about? Well, he said this. Boy, and then he'll tell there. And then... A thousand people will be talking about it. And I was Jesus real? Who knows? <laughs> but but people were talking about someone. Yeah. And they were all were talking about him. And one guy told another one, hey, let's write that down. Then a bunch of guys got around and let's move the story. Yeah. It's all shit. It's all whatever you want it to be. Now, was there a moment in your life that you came to this? Was there a transformative moment in your life? Because I feel like a lot of people who kind of have your attitude, they had a moment of transformation. Something happened, a, a moment, or I don't know. Uh, I was just I was just raised by a handyman who get out of bed, stand on your head, take a deep breath, and say love. Really? I mean, my dad was a, a philosopher. Yeah. I was the youngest of five. Wow. Just a... I was just, I was just loved. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I'm this way, but <laughs> it feels easier than being a dick. <laughs> you know, it just feels like a lot less work. Yeah. And so you're... I think more people should just try and nudge people. Mm-hmm. Be kind. Yeah. It's all ego, territory. So every, we, every war is fought over land. Every murder is 
someone feels disrespected. Yeah. It's territory. It's ego. So and they regret it. So what do you feel about like the roast battle kind of thing that has swept over comedy? Is that something that you... Is that what has swept over well, comedy? Well, I feel like it's kind of... I feel like it kind of became a really big thing for a few years. Everyone wanted to roast. You want to roast. It's a roast battle. Da, da, da. Do you think that's antithetical? Giant Sanchez, ladies and gentlemen. Hi, Johnny. Nice to see you. How you doing? Is this hey, where you sleep? Do you live here? Do you, do you live in this? It's Giant Sanchez, ladies and gentlemen. That's Murray Sawcheck. <laughs> Good talk, um, man. Nice seeing you. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, just, yeah, are you parking cars? What are you doing? <laughs> okay. I can see it in here. I don't park cars no more, man. Okay, good, because mine's... <laughs> That's not bad. Enjoy yourself. Giant Sanchez. Bye-bye. Um, okay, so that, maybe that swept over, but it's something that... Do you feel like that trend in comedy? Is that something that, that you think is okay do you take issue with have you done him have you done roasts before that's not who i'm not i'm not a roaster yeah <laughs> i've judged it yeah but i'm not it's very easy to attack and make fun of somebody yeah <laughs> it's the easiest thing in the world because you, you're deflecting your insecurities for sure but I don't need to do that. Yeah. I always feel mine would be a little too deep. <laughs> I always feel if I roast someone, they'd kill themselves. <laughs> I'd go so deep that yeah, yeah. I feel I have a special weapon. <laughs> yeah. I'm funny, but I also know what hurts them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's usually not the weight or their sexuality. It's, mm -hmm. it's a secret they don't know anybody knows. <laughs> And I would tie it into a rhyme and yeah, hand it to them on a pillow. <laughs> and they'd go home and blow their brains out. <laughs> That's how I'd win a roast battle. <laughs> Very uh, Hannibal Lecter. Yeah. I used to hunt serial killers, so it was my thing. Yeah, tell me about the FBI thing real quick. I'm just curious about that, that you were wanted to be FBI. You, you, wanted, you wanted to be like... A profiler? Is that something that you... Behavioral profiler. That's yeah. That's still my thing. Yeah. It's my hobby. But you do it to the audience now, not killers. No, I I, I do it. <laughs> Look at her. Don't she, bring it out of the shot. That's all right. <laughs> if it's on your phone, that's okay. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I like to track down bad people. What do you mean by that? Now, what part of I like to track down bad people? Because I don't know what that would entail. It, it would mean, you know, there's bad people out in the world, and sometimes yeah. I like to try and find them. How? Would, how? <laughs> well, find out their patterns, find out wow. where they killed somebody. And, what do you do when you find them? Well, they usually get arrested or killed. I tell people... Where they can find him or her. So have you actually been responsible for finding like a pretty intense I don't need killer? to get into it, but I've I've done a lot of, of good things. I'm sure I've saved a lot of lives. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. Is this something that you do sort of unofficially, like as a Everything side I job? do is unofficial. Yeah. <laughs> so in this podcast, so <laughs> I'd like you use a different name. <laughs> Because I want to do that too. I want to say. So people why don't play, you do that? I don't know how. You just Google? do it. God damn it! It's not not everything's so easy. <laughs> oh, as it is for you, Kirk. But it is easy. Yeah. Like there'll be ten murders tonight in Southern California. Yeah. All you'd have to do is go find one, <laughs> <laughs> and then just start looking into it. Yeah. And are you? You really do that for real. You're being completely honest with me. Yeah. That. Yeah. <laughs> when, That's I, when I have time, I have a, a baby. <laughs> you have now. a baby now, so you can't track down serial killers. <laughs> I, I can. <laughs> <laughs> the baby has to sleep at some point. Yeah. 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 Baby's asleep right now. I'm here. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure someone's watching her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, how else is she going to be Miss Baby LA? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
I know. I think it would be good for her. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, the exactly. podcast right before Kirk, exactly. Kirk was all about ego and followers, and now Kirk's like, let it all go. I love it. Yeah. She is like me. We can I, all be like me. We can all be just one. That's, yeah. the, that's the key is we're, we're all in it together. Yeah. We're all just trying to find a nice place to sleep and someone to hold us and some yeah. good food. Like to be clean. <laughs> nice hot shower. The world's tricky right now. Does your wife share your philosophy? Is this a philosophy? <laughs> I mean, it's it's unusual to be so centered I'm, and sure of yourself. I, I'm just, I'm just who I am. She's an accountant, CPA. I don't know if she shares my philosophy. She. She married me, so I guess <laughs> yeah, yeah, she that's has a pretty good sign. What has, made you, after traveling the world with your green eyes and big dick, fucking? What was what was the thing that made you go? This is the person that I want to like make a human with. Well, she's gorgeous. Yeah, good stock. Yeah, young, <laughs> with a job, house. Yeah, and I'm married for land. <laughs> like in the olden days yeah I'm old fashioned when it comes to marriage <laughs> I say a lot of people get married for a green card I got married for a green yard <laughs> I like that she's a nice she's a nice kid yeah I just wanted to try something new yeah cause you've been doing everything else yeah you're like this is a new journey I just wanted to try it I'd been married once before oh really okay but that was I married Clint Eastwood's daughter. Alison Eastwood? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Just because I loved Clint. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so that that one didn't work. Yeah. In the sense that the marriage didn't last, but I golfed with Clint. <laughs> <laughs> so it did work on it, right? Oh, it worked for me. <laughs> I it, it was exactly what I had hoped. Do you still golf with Clint Eastwood? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's busy <laughs> but i could if i if i needed him yeah he would take the call and how long were you married i like to say three movies <laughs> <laughs> that's great maybe six months it was vegas it, it was oh, okay it was all bad yeah and uh so for then you, you, yes, Bill. What do you need to know? Well, because obviously <clears throat> this was your as idea. centered as you are now. Am I that centered? If you were married and right. you were in Vegas and you were like it, there was a different <laughs> way of living then than now. Obviously, you weren't. Don't tell me that you were getting married in Vegas for six months and being this centered. There must have been a different way of of. I'm sure of I'm behavior. I'm sure I have evolved into this. Yeah, I'm sure. This was necessary. Yeah. It happens when it happens. It was always in me. I mean, this is, my dad was a real magic man. So I always had the philosophy. Yeah. But I used it for evil. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I get that. I used it to get to, laid. To get laid, of course. That's why a lot of people. It was my wheelhouse. Yeah. I was still sweet. And spiritual, sure. but I just used it for, and you my still, own, for my own benefit. And you still made them take your penis out, as opposed to you taking your own oh, penis Oh, I'm sure out. back then I was more inclined to <laughs> just show up with it out. <laughs> I've never been shy about letting it lead the way. Yeah. <laughs> but now nowadays you have to be careful. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Yeah, nowadays, in terms of now you're married, you have to be careful. No, yeah. just, I don't believe in labels. Yeah. I just say it's a tricky climate for men. Sure. But you should always be respectful. Yeah. So do you feel that you talk, do you talk about that on stage? Like as I a don't man? talk about much on stage. Yeah. <laughs> My jokes are just jokes. Yeah. If I went this deep, there wouldn't be a lot of laughter. <laughs> I don't know. We're all laughing. Well, you're also thinking. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Instead of sobering up, you, you just already used your Jedi mind trick to get her to stay and drink more alcohol. I wanted she was about her to, to leave. Stay. 
Yeah, you did it. It's always important to have. Well, it's just important to have female energy around. Yeah. Mm. It makes... Have you ever written a book or is that something that interests you? It seems like it would be. I've written things. I just never published them. Yeah. I, I write every day. Okay. Stand up or just like memoir type of situation? Just put words on paper. It's, yeah. It's nice to, nice to see it. Yeah. I like to see pen hit paper. <laughs> and you can answer a lot of questions. And I, I post on my thoughts on Instagram. You know, you'll see a lot of interesting little lines. Yeah. And I, I try and do that a couple times a day just because it's important. Yeah. I like Kirk, man. Well, Kirk, man, I, I feel like I can listen you feel to like you forever. You feel like you accomplished nothing tonight? Well, no, that's actually amazing because accomplishing nothing is accomplishing everything. Exactly. Isn't that part of it? Um, wow. So what do you need to know before we go? I mean, I don't need to know anything. If there's anything that you want to tell sleep? people. How do you sleep at night? Not well. <laughs> Not well. You yeah, know? why? <sighs> uh, I don't know. I'm, I've been examined. I mean, there, there are stretches when I do sleep well and there are stretches where... Uh, I'm on Ambien. I'm not proud of it, but thanks for laughing, Emily. And but, uh, but why why are you on Ambien to help you sleep? I know the easy yeah I know the easy explanation. Is like, and you know my that's mind's you know shitting. that's a shit drug. Yeah, I know. It's bad. Yeah. So until you get that out of your system, you're never going to be at peace. Yeah. Because you'll never know who you truly are. Yeah. Uh, well, I started trying to do indica as a solution to Ambien. And I don't know if it is or not, if that's just like jumping out of one thing into another, but. Well, you'll never know because you're still on Ambien. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I, I feel so, like I get out of it and then I'm back on it after a while. I don't know. Well, you, that's what you need to work on. Yeah. Do you meditate? I used to be a yoga teacher. Yeah, but that wasn't the question. Yeah. But I don't anymore. 90% kind of, of the yoga teachers are con artists. I agree. I 100% agree. That's why I stopped doing it. Yeah. Um, because I felt like a lot of guys with ponytails just trying to sleep with hot students. They were former ballet dancers. Uh, so, yes. I, I don't do yoga. I don't meditate. I should. Yeah. that That's a start. Yeah. You got to find a way to take deeper breaths. Yeah. And you need to work on your listening. Mm-hmm. Because what you do is you're already thinking of the next question instead of hearing the answer. Yeah. And as soon as you start working on that, you, you'll be better across the board. Okay. Do you read a, do you read a little before bed? Uh, I think that's one of the big things. I stop reading books and I look at my fucking phone, you know? Yeah, you read Instagram, you leave fucking, yeah, and, I, and I stopped reading books, and I think that's a big, big difference. Well, yeah. So here's what you need to do. Yeah. Get a book, <laughs> just open it up, and just start reading words and listening to them and not thinking about what's on the next page. Yeah. Fair enough. In my defense about the listening. There you go. The, the, did you see that? Did you see him have In to my get... defense listening, like, I do imagine, I do imagine that, like, people are going, like, why is there silence on the other end? Because, yeah, you're right. Maybe I'm a little result-oriented. All that matters truly is this moment. And this moment you want to value by being a part of it. So even it's even when you're crawling into bed at night, take a deep breath and you don't have to read, but you can just be happy that you're even in a bed. Just breathe in that moment. <sighs> okay, I got through this day. How, how did I do? <laughs> you know what? I'll, I'm going to do better tomorrow. I can't wait to go to bed so I can wake up tomorrow and try it again. And then you'll start sleeping. Yeah, I like that. I think that's a, I think that's a good the way. The only to... result you need to think about, yeah, is just being present. And then you'll start sleeping, and you'll want to read again because it mm -hmm. won't be just about you. Yeah, you'll be you'll stop thinking about the career and 
why you're doing things. Your jokes will get a little slower. You'll hear the audience laugh. Your jokes are great, but you plow through the laughter. I watch you do comedy. Oh, you have? I didn't know that. <laughs> I know you've ever seen me do comedy. Yeah. No, I, I see you at the Laugh Factory, and your jokes are great, but you don't let them laugh enough. Yeah. Because you're just trying to get to the next one. Just be in that moment where you're talking with them and not at them. And then you'll start sleeping at night. <laughs> you'll do just fine, Bill. <laughs> Well, thanks for having me. Yeah. Thanks for coming. Kirk Fox, man, you're, you're an amazing guy. And you re really are the Buddha of comedy, I, I will nah. say. It. Yeah, you are. James. Yeah, you're a really amazing guy. And you're a great comic and a great dude. I hear nothing but amazing things about you. And just I've heard, keep loving. Yeah. Just, just, and everyone, I have heard you had a big dick, too. So there you go. And, yeah. You know, just try and uh, be kind. Everyone is just trying not to suffer. So let them merge in front of you. You don't use your blinker. Yeah. Let someone go first. You'll use be all your right. Good philosophy. What's five minutes either way? Yeah. Last thing. Yes. It's just, how do you want to be, how do you want to go out? When like, I die? Like, like if you knew you were going to die in four minutes, uh -huh. would you be okay? I wouldn't have a choice. Yeah, but would you be all, how would you feel about it? I, I Like if I knew I had one minute to live, yeah, I'd be all right. Yeah. I'd breathe it in. I'd still send out love and I'd just float out because I, I know I'm trying to do the right thing and I've been a good guy. Yeah. Because we're all going to die. <laughs> so it's not about how you'll be remembered. Just worry about how you're known right now. Okay? Okay. <laughs> okay, Bill. He's, I'm not going to cry. I'm not going to cry. That's all right. Maybe you need to cry. <laughs> Maybe it's time you let it out. <laughs> when was the last time you cried? Wow, that's a good question. Yesterday. Well, Emily, yesterday. Emily's present. Yeah. I, I like Emily. She's going through a lot. But but she's letting it get in her. <laughs> she's letting she's taking it, and that's good. I yeah, and you didn't used to. Oh, I always did. I don't know. Yeah, I think you're getting better. Maybe a little bit. You ready to go again? You want this to end? You know, it's, I actually don't want it to end because I think you're great. But would you ever come back again on this no, podcast? No. no. <laughs> um, I will. If, if you have some real questions. Real questions. What would be a real question? How about that? Give me a real question. Think about it. Huh? You have time. I'll, I'll come back. I've given you a lot of answers. Yeah. So the truth is you don't need questions. Yeah. Well, the question I do have, which I feel has not been answered, is like I feel like there is – you had to get to this point in your life to be the person you are. And to say that you were kind of like in a stream of life where well, you just the great were always this way, you, you I feel can like get, – You can get there by just saying you're there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's a moment there. I feel you just like say people, you're things happen to people. You know, and they go, hey, man, there was a moment where I said, fuck this life. I want to live this life. And and I don't know if that happened to you, but it feels like it happened. I just don't know what it is. Well, you'll find it. Yeah. You're here right now. So you can just decide how you want to live. You can just decide. Okay, no more Ambien. Let me, <laughs> let me try no, to right. sleep. That's the first thing. Yeah. Get off Ambien and then take Need it from there. When you're off Ambien for a month, yeah, I'll come back. <laughs> you know what? I think that's fair. I okay. like that. That's fair. Thank you, Kirk. Good, good luck, everybody. Kirk Fox, the one and the only. That has been amazing. Uh, this is Bill Dawes signing off from the Afterlife.
It's the after laugh, after laugh. Welcome to the after laugh, after laugh, after laugh. <laughs> after laugh, man. <laughs> Go ahead, pull up a chair. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>